This week, join me in welcoming Heather Hester, founder of Chrysalis Mama and the podcast Just Breathe, parenting your LGBTQ teen. When Heather's son came out as gay six years ago, she couldn't find reliable resources, so she went above and beyond, and she started collecting her own. Her commitment and passion has grown through the years, and she uses her voice to educate the LGBTQIA community and their families. Don't miss this episode. Heather has a lot of wisdom and valuable information to share. And please share this with your friends and family or anyone who could benefit from knowing Heather's work. Let's go to the episode. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Okay, welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is Maureen, and I'm with Heather Hester today. And um, I did a little intro on Heather, but she's the founder of Chrysalis Mama and the podcast just breathe parenting your lgbtq teen and we met um only virtually uh so far but through someone who thought that we would go well together and and <laughs> and i think that you gave me my podcast editor and so i've been following your work um and i really wanted to have you on today because I think you're just this example of a woman who saw a need in the world and um, a need that you felt because of where you had found yourself in your life Mm -hmm. um, that perhaps could be filled with your voice and your experience. And then what I know of you is the resources that you began to pull together in order to support people. But I want to welcome you and say hi, first of all. Hi, thank you. That's so nice. It's such a nice, such a nice welcome. And it is always a funny thing to hear, to hear people say back to you what you do, because Mm -hmm. I think that we often think we get so kind of into what we're doing that we don't think of it in any way yeah. that's kind, not, not complimentary, but you know, it just, thank you. That's very kind. Oh, of course. Um, and I, it is, I, I think that's been one of the most fun things about doing the podcast is that I'm doing this work in general is meeting people like you and, and just being connected where people will say, okay, you need to meet so-and-so. And then, you know, like we met and we totally hit it off and we actually both live we live pretty close to each other, which is mm-hmm. really funny. So someday yeah. we have to meet in person. Absolutely. Um, but, and just doing work that's very parallel and, um, and certainly kind of weaves into, you know, one another. And so, you know, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, I'm honored that you asked. 
You're welcome. Um, so when I think about the two things you've started, Chrysalis Mama and Just Breathe, which mm-hmm. one came first? And you want to tell a little bit about this, the origin story of how they came to be? Sure. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, geez, I'll try to make it brief. I'm never good at the brief part. Um, but Chrysalis Mama did come first and Chrysalis Mama came out of um, a, a need that I saw need to be filled. Um, when, so my oldest child came out six years ago as gay and uh, he struggled in every possible way a kid could struggle. And really there were times that were very, very frightening on the very beginning parts of our journey. Um, he's my oldest of four kids. And so I had three you know, younger kids at the time who were all having their own experiences of what was going on and how much they could know and how much we could tell them and et cetera, et cetera. And, and we were in a very different place at that time in the way that we parented and the way that we saw the world and the way, I mean, in every possible way you could think of. And so it was a lot of shifting. I mean, that was one of those moments in your life where I was definitely, you know, when he said, mom, I'm gay, I was like, okay, like that it is, was not even a question of, oh my, well, well, it was like, all right, well, we got to figure this out. We will figure this out. And, and that was kind of my, like, we're going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. And, um, it was very difficult to find resources and it was very difficult to find people to talk to. I mean, PFLAG has always been a wonderful resource, but my husband and I initially were not the, like, let's go talk with a lot of other people we don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. We were very much like we, we just kind of circled the wagons and we're like, we're dealing with this here. Right. And so um, that was not really an option for us at the beginning. And so there were not these, you know, options, there was not information and it was very difficult to know what information, of course you can Google, but you don't know what's true, like what's real. And um, it was very frustrating. And he was, my son was just spiraling faster than we could keep up with. So it was just kind of a, you know, a perfect storm of stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So about a year, a little over a year, maybe 18 months into our journey, we kind of had this like place of calm and he was stable and things were good. And we had learned all of this. And I was like, no other parent should have to go through this. And I know there are thousands of other parents Mm -hmm. out there that are feeling the same way. Like, what do we do? And, you know, and we're in a fairly progressive area. So it's not like we needed to really be worried safety wise. A lot of people are not, and that is like an additional concern. Right. And so where can people find information when they really can't seek anything outside? They need to be able to do that within. And um, so I just started I created Chrysalis Mama and um, that was my place to dump all of my great resources that I had found along the way. And I have always been a writer. And so I just started writing. I'd been kind of keeping journals of things and um, writing blogs and it just kind of came this 
beautiful place to, it was a creative outlet for me and, um, and put this information and people started responding to it. And I was like, Oh, this is good. This is actually, people actually do need this. Like it's Mm -hmm. not inside my head. (laughs) Yeah. And that is when I created the podcast and kind of like you, you and I were talking about this earlier about how the idea of having a podcast of doing a podcast was, I, you know, it was a gift that that Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I like aspired to do or be because that could not be further from my natural introverted (laughs) self. (laughs) My husband is the extrovert, not me. And so, but I was like, well, this is a really good way to reach more people and to really let other people know that they are not alone and that there is good information and that there are other people out there that they can connect with and, and that they are safe and that they are okay, right where they are. And that, you know, on, oh, so on yeah. and so forth, right. Mm-hmm. All the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the podcast has been such an extraordinary gift. It's three and a half years old. I mean, which is weird for me to say that, that I've been no, doing I it bet. for three and a half years. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, everything has just kind of grown from there. So, yeah. It is well, a gift beyond. Yeah, I, gift. I know that it is for your, your audience and your listeners, because um, I think when you were talking about the part of searching for information is I think like to go to the internet to find out, cause what, a, you know, you wanted factual things, but also the emotional part, right. And the parenting part and like, how do I best. And I think for any child who might be spiraling, that's hard information to find good information. Yes. And so there's that piece. And then did, did you find that to be true? Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's very hard, kind of like we were talking about this earlier too. It's like the WebMD thing, right? I mean, you can put something in like this, you know, whatever's going on with my child, right? And, and like the 12 most awful things that could possibly happen. That's what comes up first, mm-hmm. <laughs> which that's not then, what you're looking for. <laughs> that's not what you're looking for. No. And you're already in a state of like, you know, whether it's crisis or just like you're wound so tight that you're, you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, you're terrified, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so it, that was another piece of it that I wanted to be able to offer information in a way that people knew that it was vetted, that it was good, that it was accurate and that they could, you know, consume Mm -hmm. it in a safe place. Right. Yeah. I love that. And the, um, that idea, the other part of what you were sharing is I think so often, whatever our child is going through, it becomes even in the best of support systems. It's a very isolated journey Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's your own journey. So it's like pull in the support where you can and know that you're going to be dealing with a lot of your own thoughts, feelings, emotions, because even that name, Chrysalis Mama, like when, when I think of that name, and then you can tell me why you chose it, but I think of a chrysalis as transformation mm-hmm. and that kind of close to one of the reasons you oh. named your business that 100%. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you saw yourself transforming as you went yeah. along. Yeah. I did. I did because when I, when I chose that, I mean, we were about, like I said, I think about 18 months on, you know, kind of into the journey and already at that point, 
so much transformation had occurred and just like, you know, eyes being opened and things we had learned and ways we had expanded, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I had always said the mama part comes from the fact that I had my, my email had always been mama, like Heather, Heather mama. That was my personal email. And so each time that I would like, (laughs) this is like TMI, but each time I would get pregnant with another child, I literally started as Heather mama one. And now I'm Heather mama four. So people would know that I was pregnant again because I would change my email. But I, um, but I was like, well, this is kind of perfect. Like, this is how everyone knows me. Like all my Mm -hmm. personal friends know me this way. And so it just seemed to make total sense that I would name my business that. Yes. Um, But the chrysalis thing I've always loved. There's a lot of symbolism to chrysalis and the transformation. Um, and I have always loved butterflies. That has been a personal love Mm -hmm. of mine since I was a little girl and, um, and have a lot of belief in the symbolism of butterflies, which we could talk so much about, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, and then I had thyroid cancer a few years ago and the thyroid is actually the shape of a butterfly. Yes. Which is so interesting. That is so interesting. (laughs) So it's just all kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. is the way it was meant to be. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that. (laughs) And I'm sure that you've gotten the, so comfortable with the vulnerability because it is a lot. I think I had heard somewhere on your podcast that, you know, you may worry that I am sharing my son's story, but we, we have full permission to do right. So I'm sure that privacy issues are a big issue for people. So the fact that you're, that's that bravery, that courage that you had to come forth, forth and say, and you had that, you know, union with him that was like, okay, mom. And I've another woman I had on the podcast, Terry Potter with her child. She also, they were so fully like, yes, you can share my story. And it was such a beautiful thing. Um, Well, what I know about your work, because not only just the, the beauty of what you're bringing forth in order to support people wherever they are uh, and wherever they are on their journey, whether Mm -hmm. it's um, probably even pre coming out to coming out to every, you know, all the stages afterwards, you know, just if you look around uh, for the listener, if, if you recommend it to anyone, you know, who is, has a child who is coming out or has come out is, um, that there are so many different episodes that are educational. And so that's the other part, because I, Heather, I thought like, oh, I could have you on and just to, to also just educate on different aspects of it. But even in the beginning, I loved how, well, just how you named, because now I can see your process a little bit, right. That you, that it started <laughs> in its nascence with just doing a few things, gathering resources, doing this, but I can see from where you are now and how you've put structure almost around, like, what are my principles? I know you talk about the four pillars of your work. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you want to name those or kind of say the significance of them. Sure. Sure. Yes. So um, the four pillars are um, to embrace uh, which is pretty self-explanatory, but it's, you know, it's kind of double it's embracing your child, of course, but it's embracing the process. It's embracing the information. It's embracing, you know, the, whatever the situation, if you want to call it that, that you're in. Right. Um, and then the second is educate and education is so huge. I, 
believe so fully and the more that we understand and the more that we have good, accurate information, that that takes away the fear, that takes away the overwhelm, that just being educated then of course allows you to empower, mm-hmm. be feel empowered and to empower your child. Um, and then the last pillar is love, which is really kind of an all encompassing, but I've found over time, um, certainly this was for true for me, um, but so many others that we don't really have a full understanding of love, what unconditional love is. And so really understanding what that means and how to Mm. give that and show that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Beautiful four pillars. Um, I don't know, you know, when we think about the education piece, um, I know that you have two beautiful resources and one I'm just going to say is here's my top 10 episodes. I thought that was pretty cool to be, you know, just to say like, Hey, if you want to get a start in listening, here's the ones that have been most popular. I really liked that you had that. And it may have come through the beautiful resource you created of, uh, tell me the name of it again. And, and because I, I did, you know, put my name on the email to, to get the resource that you created. And it was just so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Is the, um, the language one? Yes. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's right. the, the language of LGBTQIA plus. Okay. So yes, all the, um, of course that's again, another conversation, but or answers to questions, but, um, Yes, that actually took me, which I giggle, it took me like six months to put that together. Um, probably because I had like a million things going on, but it was such an important thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. I felt so passionate about that because that is one of the biggest questions that all people have, not just people who have, you know, kids who are out or um, maybe coming out. Um but everyone, and that is the number one thing that you know, my friends ask me all the time. And I finally was like, okay, I've got yeah. to put this book together. And then I'm sending it to all of you. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> Let's read it. And it's funny because even the other day, a, a girlfriend of mine um, had read it and she was just like, I never knew. Now I totally understand why, you know, this is, you know, why her thing was, why you don't say a transgender. And I was like, well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> think that you would have known that before, but yes. I'm so glad you know it now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's even further reaching than you, but it shows how essential. So it's an ebook it's and an I, e-book. I, I personally can see how it took you six months to put together because it's beautiful, oh, but it's very comprehensive with uh, vocabulary. To, and at one of the nicest things that it says, you have a quote in the beginning of it. And it was something along the lines of, you don't need to be perfect. You don't, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was just like, here, this is an educational resource. So you can feel um, empowered knowing you're using the right language or, um, you know, saying things the right way, but also don't be afraid. Don't be, you don't have to, because I think that that's what can happen is that people will stop themselves um, from, from educating themselves for fear of saying the wrong thing, right. For fear of not getting it right. Right. I really appreciated that you, that you just put that right out there. 
Absolutely. And I think that is something that is very, very important because I know, you know, everyone has run into someone who, or maybe not everyone, but many have run into someone who's, who has gotten upset because we used a a word wrong Mm -hmm. or we didn't, um, you know, something, we didn't quite understand something and asked a question and that, that is going to happen. But most people in the LGBTQIA plus community are happy to explain, are happy when you, you know, when you try, there's such a gift in that trying Mm -hmm. and they recognize that, right. You know, my kids are always like, okay, mom, you know, way to go, way to use the pronoun, right. Or, you know, just all of those things or, um, you know, and I'm kind of constantly checking in with them. Like, this is how, what I understand this to mean. I mean, they Mm -hmm. were a huge help in me writing that because, you know, as we all know, language is constantly shifting, shifting, which I say that in there as well. Um, but this is a really good basic, even with language shifting, this gives Mm -hmm. a ton of, you know, things that are not going to change. It will just be built upon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful resource. And then, you know, I want to ask you some things about processes, but I'm also thinking, how much have you seen this landscape change since you started the work? You started X amount of years ago and there weren't resources. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing it change that that better resources are becoming available, things that you even turn to more often? Absolutely. Um, I I think I look at the books that I kind of started with and um, the websites now, some of those websites are still my go-tos, um, like the Trevor Project. I love, love, love the Trevor Project. Um, and just because they're so comprehensive, they have you know resources, they have acute resources, they have great spaces for our kids to go. Um, and so I just, I love them. Um, but I have seen more pop up, right? So there's there are more, you know, independent, smaller websites that have popped up and, um, you know, more books on the market that just were not available six yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is really, it's really so good, especially, um, when you do look around and, and you see what is going on that I'm so grateful that this information is available mm-hmm. and, um, that, you know, it just helps people stay strong and, yeah. and to hang in there. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's such a gift to the world. Um, yeah. I was thinking about even, you know, going back to any parents that might be listening out there or, you know, loved ones that, um, you know, you talk about in the beginning, how it is a process and how, and at first, I don't know what you kind of looked at first, if you looked at the process of what the parent goes through, um, with their child, or if you first looked at what a child goes through, but I loved how you have both processes to kind of, um, I don't know if you'd say normalize, but just to kind of give a roadmap of almost like a, what to expect. Right. And it kind of is right. Yeah. What to expect mm-hmm. when your child is gay. That should mm-hmm. be the name of the book, right. <laughs> <laughs> or your child comes out. Um, yes, it is. So I first did the, um, the, the coming out process for your child, because that's kind of it. I remember actually the person who shared that with me and I was like, what? I mean, it was a game changer. Um, 
just because like you said, that's what it is. It's a roadmap and you know, it's not linear. It's Mm -hmm. every person is so different, but it does give a lot of context and understanding to like, Oh, okay. This is what they're going through. Especially if it is a, you know, your child is a teenager who in typical development is not going to share with you all of the inner workings. Right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it is, it is so helpful. Um, and, and knowing those things and then the coming out process for parents is something I kind of piece together, but I'm like, we all, we have our own coming out process, like everyone, right. Of just how, how we process it, how we learn, how we everything. So I think that is, you know, to, to your work, to what you do, this is part of the whole, how do we connect with our kids, right? Mm -hmm. How do we become more conscious parents? Well, it's doing our own work and doing our own work on our own time, not on theirs. Like that's something that's really important to me is that your stuff, your process is not your child's. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so as a parent going through guiding your child, what, what is the best thing parents can do for themselves in your experience? Taking that time to do the work to, and to learn, um, whether, and and it's, everybody learns differently. Everybody is kind of, whether you like podcasts or books or websites or whatever it is, there is now something out there for you, something, it might Mm -hmm. be just a little bit, but there's enough that is accurate and helpful to the point where you will feel supported. And I think that's such a big thing is finding what helps support you because then you are better able to support your child Mm -hmm. and give them their space to have their process because their process is very different than ours. And by the time that they let us in and share with us, they've been in their process for a while already. So, yeah. yeah. So, so honoring of yourself and then their space too. I think that I see a theme in your podcast as well. And I know you said about your, your son is that just like deep respect for just this whole field of mental health and, and, you know, just opening that up and really, cause that we're, we are in a time mm-hmm. where we just know the importance of it. So, um, I remember you saying that, especially since you just named it as well, but the teenage years, the frontal lobe is still developing. There's the risk taking behaviors. They're going to be quieter. They might not share everything with us, but, um, you know, getting your child the support they need. And, and sometimes can you say even from your experience or, you know, people you've known is sometimes the child, even young person resistant to getting that outside help. And, you know, is that like a, a practice of patience and perseverance as well? It absolutely is because there's still enough of a stigma out Mm. there where kids are like, well, what's wrong with me? Right. I'm embarrassed. What if my friends find out, mm. am I broken? Um, yeah. that's such a big thing. Oh, I, I, I th- I'm doing this because I need to be fixed. No, you know, right. that's like the biggest thing. No, not at all. You know, it's, it's such a, so the reframing of that is that, um, whatever that professional 
help is that you seek, it's it's a tool, right? It's a support system and it's to um, really to help on the journey. It's not to fix or be a Band-Aid or, right? Yeah. So learning those tools. Um, so yes, it was extremely difficult at the beginning. Um, and it's also difficult to find the right fit. Mm-hmm. So True. I liken it to, you know, dating. It's right. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And, um, I, that is the one place where I have stepped in, um, most definitely with Connor and, um, with my girls as well. Uh, and, and really kind of helped them through the process and, and really said, okay, this is, you know, what do you need? What are you looking for? Okay this is how we're going to find it. And we're going to find it. I mean, Connor's therapist, who he sees still, who he has seen since he you know, went to school almost four years ago now. So his whole college career, he's been seeing the same guy only because I literally like was such a pain to this guy. <laughs> like I called him, I emailed him, I begged him. I was like, you, I don't, you've got to make room for my son. Like, yeah. So perfect for him. He needs to be seen by you. Oh, and, how beautiful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you just had to get in there and be the mama, the advocate. Right. The, so yep. Sometimes you have to do that. Yes. yes. That's really important. And your kids will, they will come around, um, especially once they do have a positive experience, I think is the, the biggest thing. Once they're like, oh, this actually is super helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've named a couple things, I think, but I love the episode titled, Hey Parents, This Is What Your Teen Wants You To Know. <laughs> I think that's really important to kind of, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you can remember the things that they want you to know, but I would think like one of them is give me space. Mm-hmm. I need space. I need space. Um, what else have you found beneficial? Oh my goodness. That was, so that was an episode. That was the first episode I did with Connor, I think, oh, wow. um, yeah. if memory, if memory serves, I have not listened to it for a while. <laughs> um, but that I've done, I think at least four or five episodes with Connor, um, over time, but that was a fun one because I think it was kind of the initial, like I need space. Um, I need you to understand that when I come out to you, I am sure it is something I have been thinking about for a long time. Mm-hmm. I am sure, right? It was kind of the, you know, um, here are the ways to ask questions, right? Um, in a way that is either respectful or mm-hmm. um, res- you know, respecting bra- boundaries. Uh, that's a big. I mean, that was another big one that we all had to, yeah, to learn was that boundary learning how to do that. So, um, yeah, it is, it is a fun episode. It is in my top 10 people do love that episode. So if you're curious as to what a teenager would like their parents to know, that is a good one to listen to. Yes. Um, yes. I apologize. I don't remember all the things off the top of my head, but it is Connor speaking. So, yeah. And, and I think that that's a great one to even go to because hearing it from like out of the mouths of babes is always, (laughs) you know, where that yeah. wisdom is going to be coming from. They there are straight there. They do not mince words. No, majors. <laughs> I'm sure you felt this way, but in the conscious parenting world, it's just the, the premise that our children are our teachers. 
And sometimes they call us to task on the things that they're teaching us. And that's okay. I think that's a message that's good. It is. It Mm -hmm. is. I think it's so important because that is not how most of us were wired to parent or to think, right? Mm -hmm. We were wired to think that we are here to teach our children everything. And, you know, we don't listen to what they say, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think you flip that right upside down with conscious parenting, Mm -hmm. because holy cow, the wisdom. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) Yes. And the humor. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of humor that comes from it. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, I, oh, I love the que- one of the questions you had in there. I think this is a, an important one is how can we respond to people who are not supportive or what you had named and maybe named more generally the non-affirming people. Mm-hmm. So if there's people in our lives that just they don't handle, you know, the relationships with respect and um, these kind of things. Like how, how do you handle that? Or what do you say? Or yeah. Right. Well, it, that is a tricky one. Um, and I have, yes, I have approached that a couple of different times because I, that's something that everyone deals with in, in some manner. Um, and there are, are, depending on who you are, dealing with. Um, I do always trying to find a different word, but you know, for lack of other words right now, um, you have lots of tools, right? You, so, and it's kind of reading the situation. Like, is it a moment where you can educate, right? Is the Mm -hmm. person that is coming at you, someone that you can gently correct with a, actually, this is a better way to say that, or, um, we do not believe this is a choice. We know for a fact, this is how our child was born. And we ask you to respect that. Um, so you have to kind of read, like know your mm-hmm. audience essentially. Right. Um, if you are, if you know that whomever you are coming, you know, that is non-affirming, you always have the option to set boundaries, mm-hmm. right? This is just something that isn't discussed. Or if it's, you know, really bad, if the person, you know, cannot hold their tongue or curb their behavior, then it's someone that you just don't see for yeah. a time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is, I mean, it is hard. It's definitely hard decisions and hard can be hard, yeah. but it's also, you know, when you really think about it, you know, you think well, you're protecting your child, right? So yeah. And you're protecting yourself. You're protecting Mm -hmm. your family. This is, this is what we're here to do. And none of that is okay. So yeah, there are options, but it's definitely a matter of, you know, knowing your audience for sure. Yep. And then I would imagine coming back as a family and communicating about it. And I find so much just in the conscious parenting kind of paradigm. And, um, it's just always applies as, I know it's my work is just refining the communication and find, and when 
when we don't say the right thing or it doesn't, or there are things to talk about, to not be afraid of them and to lean into the discomfort of them, which is not always easy. It's a process, especially if we grew up in households that really didn't talk about things. And right. so it's a constant re-education for me. Well, it totally is. And I think some of these things like you feel in your body, right? You feel it and you, but you haven't yet really articulated it. So when you are able to come back after something like that happens, and maybe you feel like you didn't handle it well, or you wish you would have done something else and you are able to have that conversation, or maybe your child's feeling that way, right? And you can have that conversation where you can really talk about it and a much more calm, relaxed, those, those emotions, then you're able to articulate maybe. Right. So mm-hmm. it's such a great, it, it is in so many ways, such a gift to be able to, to do that and to just be messy. Yeah. Right? Just let it be messy. Um, we are inherently afraid of messiness and messy is good actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's how we kind of wade through things and get to the yeah. other side. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. I know a lot of people bring up the metaphor of the Lotus, uh, the, the Lotus flower that grows in the mud. Mm-hmm. And so the beautiful things can be birthed out of the messy times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If we're sure. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm excited about, you know, the work for you to come. What's on your horizons? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I, I have written a book, um, which will be published not until a, a year from June. So it's a little ways out. We are in the I just sent it off to the publisher and mm. it's it's in that stage right now. But that is a very exciting thing um on the on the far horizon. Yeah. Um I have just started doing a lot more speaking um which has been again like the podcast such a lovely surprise that I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so it is just um I really love just the connecting and the sharing of information with other people. So it's kind of an extension of the podcast, but Mm -hmm. certainly something that is, is needed and people are wanting. So those are, those are my big things. Yes. Congratulations on the book. I was hoping that that was going to be something that was either in the works (laughs) or on the horizon because of everything you've done. And, um, the speaking engagements are neat because through the podcast, through your writing, and then the podcast, you've been able to hone your voice. And then, like I said, like when you got to the four pillars and you got to the processes and you got, you're like, wait a minute, I have something here. And then it's all, all of the life experience now can serve the community. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of amazing how we are. I mean, I truly feel like in a lot of ways, I'm just a, a vessel that uh-huh. um, I'm not always fully aware of what is being right, but I'm just kind of like, all right, just yeah. use me. And, um, and then as you know, you've done such a beautiful job of really <laughs> pointing out all these things. And I'm like, yeah, wow, I did do that. But that really wasn't me. I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just kind of the conduit. It feels exactly. like, exactly. I mean, that's the way I feel. And it's, and it's work that is desperately needed. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be that. that yes. yes. And um, what kind of venues are you speaking at before we wrap up? Yeah. So um, I'm doing a little bit uh, combination of corporate 
And so a lot of corporations have um, employee resource groups. Mm-hmm. So doing, you know, talks for them and like little lunch and learns and workshops, which yeah. is really fun. Um, and then uh, for school districts. So just, you know, kind of like an evening, like hour, again, like an hour workshop talking about just, yeah. giving, you know, sharing information and, and a lot of it is really fielding questions. So yes, one too. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I like highlighting that because for anyone listening that we've yeah. got a lot of people in the yes. Chicago area, but um, <laughs> yeah, where can our yeah. listeners find your work? Well, my website is the best place to go. So the website mm-hmm. is chrysalismama.com and uh, chrysalis is like the butterfly chrysalis, but it's C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S-M-A-M-A.com. And that is really where you can find everything. I've tried to make that a hub to okay. find all that I do. So the podcast is actually can be found through the website as well as any information on speaking, um, the ebook that you mentioned earlier is is there and, um, all of these good things. So many good things. And so we'll put those all in the show notes. Yeah. To the listeners, Mm -hmm. if you can go to the website, tap into the, um, podcast for sure and get yourself the booklet because it's all so resourceful and just beautiful. And so, I have to thank you so much for being here with me and speaking to this community to spread your message and to, to allow people to know that you are there as a resource and that you're, you're all in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was a really, really fun chat and um, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you to our listeners and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.